Good morning and welcome to week one of What Was Seen at Bethlehem. Hey, um, today is the fourth Sunday of the month, which means this. Every second and fourth Sunday, we have a middle school environment for all of our sixth through eighth grade students where there's donuts and chocolate milk and chocolate donuts and chocolate candy. It's very, very, it's gluten-free also. It's amazing. Um, but we're, that's right now. It happens right in the back back there. So if you're in middle school, 6th through 8th grade, you're going to stand up to your feet and Gabe will meet you right back there. Let's give it up for all of our middle school students that are peacing out. <clears throat> They're going to come back so high on sugar that it's just wrong what we're doing back there to those kids. Um, Gabe, who is um, our drummer, um, normally drums for us. He's stepping in today and leading, and um, awesome. Him and Dave are back there speaking into our middle school students' lives. And, um, hey, we're glad you're here today. I'm mad at some of you guys in here today. Um, a lot of you guys know that I, I'm, a, I'm a Florida Gator fan, and it seems like all of you sticking Florida State fans came to church on the same Sunday. You're ne you never have perfect attendance on this day. <laughs> you all came for one reason, just to look at me and say, and give me the look, like, hey, your team lost. And um, so I hate you. And you're not supposed to hate people, but I hate you. And um, I'm just kidding. Hey, we're glad you're here. Take a lot of new faces today, and uh, we're glad you're We're going to have fun. Um, some of you guys haven't seen since last week, and I'll be honest with you guys, I gained, I gained some weight from last week to this week. How many of you guys had Thanksgiving? At least you had at least two different places you had to go for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm sorry for all of you guys. How many of you guys, you, were, you had to go to three places? That was me Tuesday night, and the more the merrier, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You can always burn it off somehow. But Tuesday night, we had Friendsgiving at the CrossFit gym. And, and then Thursday morning, um, a group of us went to uh, go feed some homeless people in our city. And then Thursday at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, I was at lunch at Diana's parents. And then I was at my parents' house, my sister's house at 6 p.m. And I'm still full from Thanksgiving. I got the meat sweats. <laughs> Um, but it, we, had, we had a good time, and um, I love, 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 love being here with you guys. I was telling Lee this yesterday that I wish church, I wish this gathering happened every single day, because I just like hanging out with you guys, like seeing you guys. I like, I like hugging you, and I like smelling you, and I like looking at you, and I like hanging out with you. So, uh, man, we're glad you guys are here today. Thursday morning, um, I, I love our church. One of our core values is, is generosity, and we want to love and serve people. So Thursday morning, um, Joe and Shannon, which sit on this section over here today, they made it clear to me today that they have a little section they like to sit in. They're pretty uh, creatures of habit, and they get here early. I'm like, why do y'all get here so early? Joe's like, Joe's like, I like my seat, man. I like my seat. And so he said, I'm, I, he goes, they came to me and said, hey, we want to feed some people on on, 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 um, on Thanksgiving Day. And I said, man, awesome. You guys go for it. And so they came to me and they put together a, a, a package of how we're going to do it and how we're going to help and how we're going to serve. And so we were able to feed 35 to 40 people on um, Thursday morning that are, that are homeless here in our city. And that wouldn't happen without your generosity. So I want to thank you guys. Some of you guys couldn't be there, but you helped give to it. And so we're just thankful that we got to do that and we got to be a part of serving our city. We want to be a church that serves this city. We want to be a church that serves this city. Not only do we want to serve the city, but we want to serve the entire world. That's what we want to do. I know that's, that's like a big, that's a big goal, right? Yeah, I know it's big, but we believe we have a big God and we believe everyone should know about Jesus. And we want to, the way for us to introduce people to Jesus is for us to serve and love people. So we want to love as far as we can. We want to love as many people as we can so they can meet Jesus and their life can be changed absolutely forever. And so um, we're starting a brand new series called What Was Seen at Bethlehem. And uh, I want to have them fill up a picture today that probably is very familiar in your house. How many of you guys already have your Christmas tree up? Where are all my Christmas tree peeps at? How many of you guys put it up like three, like before Thanksgiving? How many of you guys can put it up like the day before, the day before? You're like, I'm just late. I'll be late to Christmas. Oh yeah, that's some of you guys here today. That's fine. How many of you guys, you're, you want to, you're going to do a real Christmas tree. Yeah, where are all my real Christmas tree at, people at? Where are all my fake Christmas tree people at? 
you guys are like, we don't like the mess. Like, we ain't vacuuming every day to pick up some stupid things. And so for us, we're, we're real Christmas tree people. And Diana said to me today, she goes, hey, we want to get our tree before Thanksgiving this year. I'm like, you're all into this consumerism. No, I didn't say that to her. I just said, man, that's a, that's a, I was like, yeah, sure, hon. You know, I just do what every guy does. I just shook my head. Yeah, whatever you want. Well, can we get it after? We're going to get it. So eventually, I feel, like, I feel like every year it gets a little bit earlier. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm going to be getting my tree on in October next year because I feel like it just gets closer and closer and closer and closer the opposite way. Next thing I'm going to be buttoned up to Christmas, and we're just going to leave the tree up year-round. And so we have our Christmas tree up, and um, but I want to show you a picture of the nativity scene if we have it today. And it's, it's not a secret to any of you guys in your table what that is. That looks very familiar to a lot of you guys. How many of you guys will put one of those up in your house today? Anybody will do that or for the season? You'll put up a nativity scene. And you know what's stinky about the nativity scene is you'll put up a nativity scene, but no one can touch it. <laughs> Why do we put stuff in our house that no one can touch? I don't, I don't, I don't get that, but that's kind of what we do as people. And like, I'm going to put there, no one touch that. You know, my kids come over to my in-laws. I have my two-year-old twins, and I have my five-year-old and my nine-year-old. They're touching everything. You know, kids, if there's something low, we're just going to touch it. They're just going to touch it, going to put your hands on it. And I'll be honest with you, I'm 34 years old. I like to touch everything, too. I don't like moving stuff around, but that's no secret to any of you guys in here today. That's a, that's a nativity scene. And that's, that's the big deal around Christmas time is, is, is that there's, there's a manger uh, there that Jesus was laid in. And, that's a, and, and you see that there, and that's, like a, that's not, not a secret. Every, every manger that you'll see, nativity scene, is you'll, you'll see a manger. You'll see to the right of that, you'll see Mary. You'll, that's, that's kind of the big deal. That's Mary as is, is Joseph's, is Mary is Joseph's wife and baby Jesus' mom. And then we have Joseph there, which is kind of Jesus' dad. We'll explain that in one of the weeks ahead. And there's always some, there's always some animals there because they're in a barn. That's where they're at today, and there's, there's three wise men there, and one picture, not pictured in this, um, in this, uh, um, in this picture is the, is, the, is the wise men. I mean, the shepherds. There were shepherds that came, and we'll read this Luke chapter 2 story in just a moment, and you'll see that there were shepherds there, some of the lowest of low people, but they're there in that picture as well. But I want to read to you where that all came from. And that's in, the book of, that's in the book of Luke chapter 2. And if you have a Bible, flip open to that. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. It's going to be on the screen for you. But I want to, I want to look at Luke chapter 2, and then I want to go back to this picture. And I want, to, I want to talk about a thing that I don't want any of you guys to miss out on in this current season. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. I'm going to read quick, <clears throat> like I talk. And that time, and, and that time, the Roman Empire, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of the King David, he got to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there before. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. I guess that means she had a little bump going on. I guess that was the obvious. And, when they, and while they were there, the, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in snuggling strips of cloth. If you're from a, an older church or maybe from the, your, there's a version of the Bible called the King James Version Bible, but we, we've heard this word swaddling swaddling clothes. And if you're like me, you're like, man, what is a swaddling clothes? I love the New Living Translation because it tells you what swaddling clothes are. You think swaddling clothes are, that sounds to me like it sounds comfortable. Swaddling just sounds 
I want to be swaddled. You know, when you read the word swaddle, like, God, I just want someone to swaddle me and just comfort me. I want that real soft blanket. How many of you guys have that really, really soft blanket in your living room that you want to cover up with? Yeah, that's your blanket. In our house, we're like, uh, my wife and the kids, they fight over her blankets. They're really, 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 really soft one. They all got them. They leave theirs in their room, but they want to fight over the one in the living room. I just assume go to your room and get your own blanket. You know what I'm saying? But they all fight, let me have that. Or, and then if they don't want to go get their blanket, they're like, why don't we just snuggle together? But we think of swallowing clothes, we think, oh, cool, it was really, really comfortable, really, really soft. But the Bible tells us here in this translation, it was just strips of, it was just strips of cloth. They found whatever they could find. I assume some of the, swap, some of the clothes that they got were maybe laying around in that, in that manger, in, in that barn there. They, just, they picked up some cloth they saw, and they began to wrap Jesus up with that cloth. Or maybe it was the, the cloth that they was on their donkey as they were traveling to the sea or where they were walking. Or, or maybe Joseph got his uh, skirt because in the Bible it was cool for guys to wear skirts and dresses. And maybe he cut the bottom of it off and maybe he used that to swaddle the baby. But it was just strips of cloth. That's all it was. It was nothing fancy, nothing extravagant. She wrapped him in snuggling strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And if you think about the word manger there, it sounds attractive. It sounds cool. We've heard that so many times. When you look at a manger, Jesus was born in a feeding trough. <laughs> That's the worst place to be born at, by the way. Like, anybody born in a feeding trough? Nobody. Like, where pigs eat at, where animals eat at. That's where the, the Savior of the world was actually laid down after he was born. That was his first crib, his first Crib. And that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped and snugly, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger or a feeding trough. Verse 13, suddenly the angel was joined by the vast of hosts of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, God, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Verse 15, when the angel had returned to the heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Verse 16, they hurried to the village. They found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. And seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and that the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them over the next three or four weeks we want to do this quick commercial we're not having christmas we're not having church christmas day we're having christmas eve service the night before christmas which is december 24th that'll be at 5 p.m it'll be right in here it'll be a family service it'll be a candlelight service it'll be right here and so that's that's christmas eve over the next three or four weeks we're going to unpack different people we can throw that manger scene back up there what these people saw at bethlehem and how they how they felt. I, I want us to go on a journey to get together today back into Bethlehem. Could you imagine being there? Today? Could you imagine being in there and, and sitting there just watching all this unfold, being there for a couple days or three or four days or eight days or, or maybe even a few weeks, just watching, maybe walking with, with Mary and Joseph and as she's pregnant, walking there with them and just being a part of that. I think so many times we come to church and we, we, we want to come and we want to listen and it's great, but sometimes we got to jump into the story for us to catch the weight of it. 
we got to go where we actually have to take our mind into the journey, into the place, and actually be with us if we can, if we actually be in Bethlehem for the next four weeks. How many of you guys, you, you like to camp? How many, you're, you're campers. Cool. How many of you guys like to camp out in the hotel room? That's where you're at. Come on. That's all the regular people in here today. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's me. I'd rather be in a, I'd rather be in a hotel than be in a, than be in a, in a barn or be outside in a, in a, in a tent. And this is, this would, this where they were at today, it would make a tent look like the Taj Mahal. They're in a barn. I, I, I've been to a barn before. They stinks. It smells. There's animals on there, around there. It's just, it's not the best place. And it's, I, I had a friend of mine, he calls it, he preaches a sermon called the unlikely, the unlikely arrival of a king. I mean, if we're, if Jesus is the king of kings and Jesus is going to be the savior of the world, can't he get a little bit better accommodations than this? Like, God, you couldn't, you couldn't use, like, your, your, your Hilton points and get me a little bit, a little bit better? Give me, give me some better connections. Or maybe couldn't you take us to a place where the house, at least there was a house, or at least it was the backyard of a, of a nice house. But we landed in a, in a manger because, like the Bible says, there was no room in any of the hotels anywhere around because people were in town for this big census. But I, I want to I take you through if, in the mind today of some of these people today. I, if I was married today, I would feel so alone. I'm not married. And, I, and thank God I, I'm not a girl. I, I can't imagine giving birth to a child. I mean, I can do it, but I mean, I just can't imagine that. You know, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> some of you guys are like, oh, no, he didn't. I can't imagine Mary. Mary's like, what the heck? I, I, I'm, 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 she's, she's engaged. It's really not Joseph's, it's not Joseph's kid, it's, it's, it's Jesus' kid. I'm, I'm, I'm carrying God's baby. That's awkward. And she, I mean, just a young girl, she feels grateful alone. She's walking around this, every day she wakes up and she has this baby, baby on her and she's like, this isn't, this is, I can't explain it. The Holy Spirit did this. I, it's weird. It's weird, right? Just nod your head, that's weird. Like, she she's probably feels super alone. No one knows. Probably second worst, second, in second place awkwardness is, is Joseph just like, this isn't even my kid. Like, this is God's baby. <laughs> like, that's, that's awkward for J Joseph. Maybe Joseph, maybe he feels rejected. He's like, this woman who loves me, who I'm, I'm going to marry, this isn't, even our, this isn't even our kid. Her first kid is not our first kid. It's God's kid. And Joseph there is, maybe he feels, maybe he feels rejected. Maybe he feels like, man, I just, this isn't even... This isn't my plan. Mary obviously felt like this isn't her plan. This isn't Joseph's plan. This is another plan. This is just going the way God said it would, said it would go. And maybe the shepherds today, we're not going to talk about them today, but the shepherds, they're not pictured in this thing, but the shepherds are like the lowest of all low people. They were, they were, they were unclean. They, were, they, were always, they, they worked with animals all day long, and they were some of the first people to come and greet the Savior of the world. Yeah, we're, we're, come see the Savior. Where's he at? Where, where hotel is he in? No, he's not in a hotel. Whose house is he staying at? No, he's not in a house. He's at, he's at a barn down the street on the right. Just go down there. There's a barn, and, and he's, he's in the back back there where they keep all the hay and all they feed all the animals. But then there's these three wise men, and, 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 our, and, and historically, when you go to anywhere or any church in, 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 the, in the city today, or, and you hear the Luke 2 thing, there was, there's three shepherds in, in every nativity scene. And the reason why there's three there's three, um, three um, the th these three wise men, I'm sorry, the three wise men are there because people think that there was gold and there was frankincense and there was more. So we automatically assume that there was three wise men in this story today. And one more step further that we assume is that we assume that they actually were there the day that Jesus was born. But when you read the Bible and if you, if you look and you study the scripture, you realize the wise men showed up way later. 
I mean, you've read the story. They, they followed a star to get there. There was a star that shone, shone round about, it says, and it was up above there. And so the wise man never got there. The wise man got there late. I remember when uh, we had our first kid. We had our first kid in Jacksonville. All of our family's from this Orlando, it's from Orlando, East Orlando. And Diane and I, we live in Jacksonville. We were youth pastors there. And I remember Diana said, hey, I think my water broke. I'm like, you better fix that, you know? That's all I could think about. I'm like, you better put that back in there, you know? And, and she's like, get up. And I, at, that, that, at that time, that was, that was two years into marriage. I had a head full of hair. <laughs> it was awesome. Long, just curly hair. And I looked at my phone like, I just literally, I turned over and I, I had my shoes by the bed because I was like, man, I got to be ready to go. And so and, and if you know me, it would take me a while to pick out the right pair of shoes. So I always had a pair of shoes in the bed that I knew I was going to wear. These were going to be the hospital <laughs> shoes. They were going to be right there. And if not, that could take 30 minutes to get ready. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't have, I don't have 30 minutes. I had to get up and go. And so I remember rolling out of bed and putting my shoes on. I'm like, are you okay? And she's over there just doing her hair, makeup. I'm like, did it break or not? And she's like, hey, I called the doctor. You, have, you can go get a shower. And I'm like, thanks. I got to get this hair tamed. Like I need a shower to tame this hair. And so I, I, I hopped in the shower and I, I got to the, the hospital. Uh, we got to the hospital. I got ready and got there. And she said, my mom's on the way. Your mom's on the way. And man, these ladies drove from, you know, 145 miles from here to there because they don't want to miss the birth of, of, of our kid, of hope. And they, they don't want to miss that. And and so they got there. They, were, they flew in that room, and they, they got there. They were ready to go, and I was glad to have my mom there. Dan was glad to have her mom there because I've never done this before, so I need all the help I can get. And so my mom's, like, navigating like a quarterback. She's like, all right, we're going to go here, here, you here. You hold this, you hold this, you hold this. And the doctor's, and doctor's there, and, you know, my mother-in-law, she has a camera out, and, and, and that's what moms do. They have a camera for everything. You know, it's, it's funny being a parent and, and taking pictures of my kids, but now I realize that never stops. So her mom back then, eight uh, 11 years ago or eight year, nine years ago, they had these things. There were cameras. You actually had to carry them around. They weren't in the phone. And so she's got her camera. She's taking pictures. And um, the doctor's like, hey, do you want to, you know, do you, you want to experience this? I'm like, I want to stay right. I wasn't moving. I was at the head of the bed, and I wanted to go nowhere near anywhere else but there. I was, like, locked down. Like, I'm good. I'm staying right here. I'm just camped out here. I'm good. No problem. So I'm hanging out right there, and I'm staying in my, I'm staying in my zone. And both moms are navigating, and, and then I remember that once, as soon as we had the baby, Derek got there and Diana's dad got there. It was like the whole room, it was like a, as soon as that baby came out, everyone was in that room. They didn't want to miss the arrival of their kid. They didn't want to miss that. They didn't want to miss that, that experience. But I realized today, I, and I didn't want to miss that. I, I, we've had three kids. I've, we've had three pregnancies. The last pregnancy was a twofer. And, um, but we were there. I was at all those because I didn't want to miss my kids being there, but the, the, the three wise men, they miss the birth of Jesus. They missed it. They, they got there late. They, they, to, they, totally, they totally missed Christmas. They missed, they missed Jesus that day. And, and here's what I'm afraid of for so many of us in, in our societies. I think so many times we go through this season and it's Christmas time and we miss the whole thing. Oh yeah, we're there. We, we were there in the picture. Someone sent me a picture the other day of the, of the, of the hipster nativity scene. <laughs> it, it was Vanessa. She's like, this is what we're dealing with with these millennials. It's, a, you know, it's, every, it's, you know, Joseph's getting a selfie. You know, it's all about the selfie. It didn't happen if there wasn't a picture. You know what I'm saying? And we miss out. I think so many times we can get, it, we can get the presents, and, and those are, those are good. it's good to have presents. I like presents. I'm a gift guy. It's good to have the presents. It's good to go Black Friday shopping, unless you're Diana. She shot for 20-plus hours. I don't know how she did that, but she did, and don't judge her because I already have. And um, 
I don't even know. I even ask her. You typically she tells me how much she spent. I even ask her how much she spent. I don't want to know, Frank, to be honest with you. I don't want to know. You know, I don't want to have to get resuscitated, you know, back to life. And so, but she stopped a long time. So I'm assuming there's a dent somewhere or there's some magical money tree that I don't know about. And so I, as we go through the season, it's okay to do all that. It's okay to go to all the meals that you're going to go through. But I think you can get so busy and actually miss what actually happened in Bethlehem. You can actually miss Jesus. And I think you can go through life, and, and I think you can go through life every single day and go through the normal things of life, and I think you can also miss Jesus. And obviously, you guys know our church, and you know me quite well now. Most of you guys know me pretty well, but I'm not trying to get you through Christmas season. I, I could care less how you get through Christmas season. I, want, I care about how you're going to get through the rest of your life. I feel like when you come in here today, I've told you guys I'm passionate about this. I love this. When you're not here, I miss you. I want to text you every time you're not here. It'd be creepy. Like, how did he know? I know. Like, do you guys have like a check-in reader? Nope. I just, I like people so much. I try to remember everybody. A, a, a new couple came today and um, their, their granddaughter's name is Olivia. Middle name is Hope. And, and I was talking to her mom, um, her grandma, Nadine. I'm like, what's your middle name? Because I was like, man, see if I can get like a two for deal. And she's like, oh, my middle name is Hope too. I'm like, can I call you Hope? You know, I was like, I got to try to memorize a couple hundred people's name. I love people. I want to know you, but I miss you when you're not here. Because I feel like when you're here today, I can give you God's word. And, and God's word can change anyone's life. You know, I've, I've said this, I said it last week, and I probably say it most week, that church can't change your life, but Jesus can change your life. And so when you come here and say, I know we're going to open up God's word, we're going to spend time talking about God's word, and God's word can breathe life into a dead person and bring them to life. It can, bring, it, can bring, it can breathe life into a person who's going through life just dragging legs or feeling crippled or maybe feeling like they're, they're, they're paralyzed in different parts of their life, whether it be their physical, maybe spiritual, maybe mental. And I know God can breathe life, and he can bring people back to fullness and to, to a whole new way of being human again. I know that he can do that. So I, I love this thing. I love, love, love that we gather here today. But I, I don't want to get you through the season. I want to get you through life. I want to help you from God's word see Jesus and all that he is, not just in Bethlehem, but I want you to see him at your house. I want people to be able to see Jesus and you to be seeing Jesus at your work. And everywhere you go, that you actually are taking Jesus with you wherever you go. But I realize these, 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 uh, these uh, wise men, they, they missed it. The Magi, the King James Version says, they, they missed it. They missed it. And my question for you today is, are you going to miss this thing? Are you going to miss it? Because it's going to come and it's going to go this Christmas season. But even after that, are you going to go through the whole, the rest of your life, the next, the next X amount of years? Are you going to go through life and you're going to, are you going to go through life just existing? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he said, you know, he goes, this walking dead. How many of you guys like the walking dead? Some of you guys don't want to be judged, so you're, hand, you're not raising your hand high, but you like it. <laughs> he, he said, you know why people like The Walking Dead? He says, because we can relate with that. He goes, the average person is just walking around dead. <laughs> he said, that's how we can, that's how we get, that's how we go through life. It's going to start tom tomorrow with the Mondays. You're just going to wake up and you're just going to start zombieing through the life. He goes, we, we relate with it. And so I don't want you to miss Christmas. I wrote down a couple things today and that I think that are important for us to, to, to gather from this story and that you should gather um, for life. What happens when you miss? What happens when you miss Christmas? What happens when you miss, when you miss Christmas? There's a, there's a story, there's a, there's a verse in this Bible, in, the, in this text that I want to look at, Luke chapter 2 and verse 14, I think. Yeah, the Bible says this in Luke 2 verse 14. Glory to God in the highest, 
heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. I, I, when you miss Christmas, you miss Jesus. When you miss Jesus, you miss out on peace. You miss out on peace. I, in fact, if you could leave today knowing one thing today, and, and you can leave here knowing and, and believing one thing, I, I hope you leave feeling like peace entered into your existence. I, I, hope, you, I hope you walk here saying, okay, I, I got it. Like I, I have inner peace. You know, one of the things that we're most important about for our church is that we're interested in your soul. We, we want to help your we want to help your soul. We want your soul to be well, because when your soul's well, then you can be, you can be well. We want, we're interested in your soul. We want, we want things on the inside to be right, so things on the outside can actually be right. When you miss out on Christmas, you miss out on peace. Let me ask you a million-dollar question. Isn't that the thing that we all want? Don't we all want to go through life with peace? We all do. Every single one, there's not one person who say, you know what, I, like, I, want, to, I want to go through life bumpy. I want to hit Wes. I want to hit every speed bump. I remember I let Brooke uh, Warnock. Um, she, I met her when she was 15 years old. I remember I letting her drive my car at my house in Jacksonville, and uh, she was probably 16 years old. And we lived um, in this place where there was about 18 speed bumps. And when you're learning how to drive, speed bumps can be tricky. <laughs> well, Brooke just just crushed every single one of those speed bumps. I had to replace the whole front end of my Explorer. I mean, she was just ramping those things, just hitting them like they were going out of style, like just crushing those things. We don't want to go through life like that. We don't live life hitting bump after bump after bump after bump and not having peace in our life. We don't want to go through life and, and things be going and things be going and, and seeing people that aren't us hurting but and not being able to say to them, hey, I know this person, I know this thing that you could maybe change your life. We don't want to go through life like that. We actually want to have peace. In your life, every single one of us, there's a place in, in our heart, there's a space in our heart. You want, to, you want to have peace inside of you. We all want to have that. Every single one of us want to have peace inside of our heart. Wes, that's what I want. A lot of people want to say, hey, would you like to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Absolutely. What comes with that? What comes with a relationship with Jesus Christ? Peace comes. The Bible uses the verse, there's a verse in the Bible that says that God will give us the peace that passes all kinds of comprehension, or all beyond all of your understanding. I want to have peace right inside my heart. I want to go through every day knowing that I have peace right here, right inside of who I am. We all want that. We all want peace. But I'm, I'm afraid sometimes we can go through life and we can miss it. And if we miss Jesus, we miss Christmas, we're going to miss peace. The Bible says there's peace to all men. And Jesus didn't come to give peace. Jesus didn't come to give peace to some. Jesus came to give peace to all. And Jesus came to take all those broken pieces and make one piece. And the way that he makes one piece is through his son. And the son comes in Luke chapter 2. But the son doesn't just come. The son comes and he lives and then he dies. And then when he dies, he gives us an eternal life. Not only do I wrote down two things today. Not only do you miss out on peace. When you miss Christmas, you miss out on peace. But here's the second thing. You miss out on Jesus. You miss out on Jesus. I'm imagining today, I know those, when those wise men showed up, they got to the place where they thought they saw, they thought Jesus was. And, I, and we, we're just reading the story. I mean, you, and when, you, when, you, when you follow Jesus, and, and I know a lot of times you guys come here like, man, this is my one-stop shop to get my Bible. You got to read this book every single day, and you got to read it, and you got to pull it apart, and you got to read it, and you got to pull it apart, and you got to read it and pull it apart. But can, let's be honest, let's use our imagination. 
I mean, you just just go with me and say, do you think when they do you think when the wise men got there, do you think the first place they got to, they saw Jesus? The first place they got to, the first barn they got to, they see Jesus? The answer is no, okay? The answer is no. They, they there's no way they could have. They weren't psychic. Be awesome if they were. But they weren't. They were everyday Joes like you and I. And I'm sure they got there and they said, oh, he's not here. And they probably went to the person around and said, hey, I'm, I'm looking for this barn. There's this baby there. It was born there. And the people are like, what are you talking about? And I'm sure they walked some more. And then maybe they, maybe they stumbled out and maybe they were, they saw some horses. Like, let's go over there and talk to those shepherds out there. They saw some sheep and they went to those shepherds and they went to the shepherds and said, hey, have you, have you heard? There's a, there's a, we're trying to find Jesus. His name is Jesus, and he was born in a, in, a, in a manger, and there was a star, and it was above him, and they're trying to put all the pieces together, and they're trying to figure it all out because they missed it. We're a lot like the wise men. We go through life, and we're missing it. We're going through life, and things are coming our way, and we're, we're failing at trials, and we're failing at tests, and we're trying to do life, and we're just missing it, and we're missing it, and we're missing it, and we're missing it. And then sometimes bad things happen, and then we get mad at the person who's created the universe, and we're never mad at Jesus because things aren't going the way they're supposed to go and we're missing it and we're missing it and we're missing it. And eventually they found where Jesus was at. And they said, hey bro, we brought you some gifts. We heard you were a gift guy, Jesus. That was your love language. There you go. We brought you some stuff. Whether there was one, two or three, I don't know. But I know they missed the arrival of the king of the universe. And when you and I miss it, we miss peace. Jesus. And I wrote down here today in my notes, and this is something you may want to write down in your notes. Jesus came so you wouldn't miss him. Jesus came so that you would not miss him. What does that mean, Wes? Jesus could have stayed in heaven. I mean, couldn't he? Yeah, he could have stayed in heaven. Because that's where he was at before he came to earth. Jesus lives outside of time, but God sent him in the form of a baby into earth. He brought him here so you wouldn't miss him. Jesus didn't want anybody to miss him. Like, he could have, he could have, I mean, because we see a lot of, uh, the Spirit came to Mary and said, Mary, you're going to have a baby. It's going to be God's baby. God could have did that. <clears throat> he could have sent angels down and said, hey, um, Wes Beecham, I, I came and I died on the cross for your sins, and, and I, I just want you to tell people to trust me and follow me in their life, and, and they'll have peace, and they can have a life with Jesus. And I want you to just go tell people about that in Winter Garden. Go do that. He could have did that. Just tell them there's a Savior out there. And if they can imagine, there's actually a Jesus out there. There's Just tell them to believe it. Tell them it happened. Tell them it was just like this. He could do that. But instead, he actually sent his son from heaven down to earth so that you wouldn't miss him. And it's God's goal in here today, and it's God's goal in your life, is that you wouldn't go through life missing the Savior of the world. You can go through life having peace and having Jesus. But if you're not careful, you miss it. You miss it. I've, I've, been, a, I've been in ministry not a long time. <clears throat> I want to, I got a long way to go. I've only been doing this thing, I'm only doing church like this for 11 years. And I hope to be doing another 11 years after that and 11 years. I hope we, I was talking to Eloy the other day, we had a community group together and we want to get old here. I want to get old here and make fun of the pastor that's gonna take my place because he's gonna be wearing skinny jeans in 20 years. Oh, and I wanna make fun of him. <laughs> and I wanna tell him, hey, we used to wear those 20 years ago. Or maybe they'll be, maybe bell bombs are back in. Some of you guys are like, that'd be sick if bell bombs came back in. 
I, that's what I, I want to get old here and sit in the back and make fun of whoever's up here. Maybe in 20 years from now, it'll just be, it'll be back to old school again in 20 years. Maybe it'll just be piano and organ in 20 years. I don't know. I, I, want, to be, I want to get old here. But here's what I know. I've been in this for 11 years, but I've committed my life to helping people experience peace from Jesus. That's what I'm committed to. I don't care where I go. I don't care what I'm doing. I was at the gym last week, and I'm on the row machine. It was rowing me. I wasn't even rowing it. <laughs> the guy said, oh, you're the pastor? And I'm like, do I look like a pastor? Because I don't want to look like a pastor. I try hard not to look like a pastor. And he goes, no, I just, I heard about you. And I said, man, I just, yeah, we're, that, that's me, I think. Was it good or bad? What church? You know, I'm like, no, I don't go to that church. I go to a different church. <laughs> I want, I, I want to go, I want people, when, people, when I go places, to be able to tell people, yeah, I just, I, I just offer peace and Jesus to people. That's what we're about, offering Jesus and peace to people. That's, that's, what we're, that's, that's our thing. That's what we do. Because I didn't miss it. Because I didn't miss it. And here's the last thing. If you miss out on peace, then someone else down the road misses out on peace. You following me? Like, if I have peace, you can tell. You mean, that guy's got it. He's got Jesus. Like, I, I want to go tell somebody else. I want to go. I want to go introduce Jesus to somebody else. That's what I want to do. I want to go. I want to go live a life on peace. And someone asks me, I can say, Hey, there's this Jesus thing. He's changed my life, and I can introduce you to him if you, if you like. I want, I want to live. I don't want anybody to miss out on having peace. I don't want to miss anybody. I don't want anybody to miss out on what happened in Bethlehem today. I don't want to miss out anybody missing out on Jesus. I don't want anybody to miss out on him because he's too good for people to miss out on. He's not dead. He's alive, and I want to tell everyone I know about it. I want to live in such a way where people don't miss out on it. That's what I, that's what I want to do. I want to make my life count in choosing people to Jesus. That's what I want to do. And that's what I want you to do. But it first starts with having the peace of Jesus in your own life. That's where it starts at. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. We're done.